Hello everyone, and welcome to the Dragon's Den Podcast. My name is Austin Matra, and today I'm here with... My name is Robert Jones. I'll be the co-host for today. Alright, so today, you know, it's the last day of August. You know, summer's over. One, some fall weather, right? Leaves are on the trees. You know what that means for me? Football. Yes, sir. We got some good football coming up this year. College football's already started. The NFL comes up in about a week or so. Best time of the year to be a football fan is right now. So currently, the first game is Chiefs, Lions. We go Sunday night football, Giants, and Cowboys. And then Monday night football is Bills, Jets. Bills, Jets. So there's a lot of good primetime games week one, even though personally I'm not a fan of the Lions-Chiefs game. I think the Lions are a little bit overrated, but we'll get to that once we do our NFL previews for all 32 teams. The first team I wanted to start with, though, was the Chiefs. How do you feel about them this year? Do you see anything? Like, do you think they're going to go back, and do you think they're going to repeat that title? Or do you think they're going to kind of fizzle out? But then again, they've got Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's hard to say. I feel like teams are definitely going to center their attack on Travis Kelsey, being only the really receiving option. They do semi had a little running game out there, but check it out. He did have little injuries last year. I feel like the main focus is probably Travis Kelsey. Definitely number one fantasy tight end by a wide margin. Ever. And I feel like if they definitely develop the run attack, they definitely have some speed receivers, such as Darius Tony. And they have definitely good weapons. There's a lot of underrated talent. It's just, they have to get in the first one, especially since they lost a lot of the coordinator to Washington. Yeah, Washington Commanders. But what I will say is Isaiah Pacheco looked like a really good runner down the stretch. Had some off-season cleanup surgery. They're bringing back Jarek McKinnon. Great third down back. You know, kind of in his later stages of his NFL career, but he's been doing very well. Just kind of as that third down scat back. So I see the Chiefs as one of those teams where it doesn't matter who is surrounding Mahomes. Mahomes is Mahomes is Mahomes. He's always going to be in contention for the playoffs every year. The Super Bowl, almost every year, I feel like. And last year, everyone said, oh, Tyreek's gone. What's going to happen? They won the Super Bowl. And year after year, I feel like they have a target on their backs, and they continue to show that we're the Chiefs. We run the NFL, basically, right now. Because, you know, Mahomes changes his entire game from downhill shots to Tyree Kill to playing a little bit more conservative, taking what the defense will give you. And, you know, with additions like you mentioned, Kadarius Toney, I think Sky Moore takes a step forward in development. Justin Ross made the 53 man. And I think that's an intriguing wide receiver to watch there. Out of Clemson, had a lot of medical issues, but. He seems to be back and hopefully playing at a good level. Obviously, Travis Kelsey, you're going to have a lot of very good talent on that offense with Mahomes. And that line is still great, anchored by one of the best uh, young linemen, Creed Humphrey, in the league. And another thing that was interesting to me was the Chris Jones holdout. We're through cuts and everything, and he's still holding out. I hear talks have improved with him, but... Yeah, I thought he got paid, though. No? He got paid, but then everyone else got paid. Now he wants to get paid again. 
thought he just got paid to save Fieser, no? No. He's one of the best defensive tackles in football. Definitely a presence in that Chiefs defense. That defense, though, they got some good linebackers. Nick Bolton, a uh, great draft pick by them. Some yeah. underrated cornerbacks. I think they could win that division again. But what do you say about the Chargers? New offensive coordinator. How do you think Kellen Moore's going to do? You know what? I'll say this. The Chargers are very underrated offense. That, on paper, very good offense. They got the new guy, Johnson. Quentin Johnson. Great deep threat. Keenan Allen, another deep threat. Mike Williams. They also have Austin Eckler, and then Justin Herbert. With Justin Herbert throwing the football, you're never out of the football game. I remember I was watching the Chargers-Raiders game two years ago, I believe. It was the last football game of the regular season. That, sorry, sorry, was that the tie game? That was the tie game. And Justin Herbert made some incredible pinpoint throws, just dicing the Raiders' defense to get them back in that game. And... It's he genuinely has an amazing arm, but I feel like the coaching won't always maximize that. It's happened last year, and I'm not the biggest fan of Kellen Moore. Maybe he can go in and put in a new offense in San Francisco, uh, not San Francisco, in the Chargers, Las Vegas, sorry. But he, he just seems like, I don't know if that's the right man for the job. I mean, you also look at the offense for the defense. Oh, yeah. Amazing outside linebacker core. Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, J.C. Jackson. A lot of people forget about because he got hurt. Derwin James is there also. Derwin James. I would say their only real weakness is probably middle linebacker. And they have some underrated D tackles. And they have some good linebackers. But they have a great pass rush. And they have great secondary on that team. Which is what you need to stop Patrick Mahomes. But... They still haven't been able to do it. I mean, if we look at also, Kellen Mack is definitely passes from. I would say there's still stuff there. Taylor passes from. I haven't seen really too much of Bosa. Not as much as brother, of course. But yeah, his Nick, is, his brother Nick is. They're both amazing. I'd say they're better than the uh, Watt brothers. <laughs> but. Imagine if you I, one day in the NFL, I want to see both of them on a team together. I think that would be fun. If you have Joey Bosa and Nick Bosa rushing the passer, nobody's safe. And hey, there's reports that Nick Bosa is getting traded to an unnamed AFC team. Who knows if it's true or not? But that would be interesting. I gotta see that ball for Nick Bosa. It's getting traded. <laughs> it's gonna be like three first-round picks and like a franchise quarterback or something. Exactly. The Trey Lance trade, but you actually get a good quarterback who worked out. Now we got to move on to the Raiders. That's an interesting team. They it got, really is. They already did Derek Carter in offseason. Derek Carter went to New Orleans. They still have Devontae Adams, who originally were thinking, hey, you might not go to the Raiders. You might could go to the Jets. There was a little rumors of them getting traded, him warning out on his little Instagram stories. Josh Jacobs also got signed at least one year. Kind of same thing as Saquon is going to get to that one year deal. Definitely undervalued. A thousand yard rusher. Most of them have Mike Meyer. Mike. Yeah, from New Orleans they drafted. I believe that offense could be very good. Mike Mayer, obviously the Darren Waller replacement. And one of the guys they drafted that I'm pretty high on is Aiden McConnell out of Purdue. Mm -hmm. He's been lighting it up this preseason. Almost looks better than Jimmy G. And 
If I was Devontae Adams, honestly, I'd, I'd give it a little time, see what Aiden's got in the tank, because there's always a couple quarterbacks that slip through the cracks, and I think he might be one of them. He's looking very good, and just in general, I think if he takes a couple years to develop, he might pass Jimmy G, you know? You get a cheap guy and a rookie contract, and you can build a team around him, but a lot of the questions with that team resolve around the coaching and just the culture of the Raiders, which not really good has been shaky, yeah. to say the least. And then it brings us to our last team in the AFC West, the Broncos. That's an interesting team. Since you only lose and get one in the offseason, double down Russell Wilson being their quarterback. Sean Payton. Sean Payton, yep. Can't forget that. Sean Payton got traded, I believe. Yeah, I, I believe it was a couple picks, but there is a lot of rumors around the Broncos. You know, they threw a lot of shots at Nathaniel Hackett for the bad job he did last year. And then a lot of players came out and said, it's not really Hackett's fault, it's more on Russ. So it's going to be very interesting to see this year what was the main cause. Because Hackett is also going back to an OC with the New York Jets. And he's been showcased a lot on hard knocks. A lot of the players really like him as a kind of a goofy guy. But a lot of people seem to think that maybe that personality doesn't translate well for a head coach. But then again, you have a lot of these, you know, uber competitive coaches that aren't necessarily great either. Look at Andy Reid, very chilled out, mellow guy, and he's been a great head coach. So I want to see the Broncos-Jets game because there's been a lot of digs going back and forth between those two teams, and that's going to be a fun rivalry, non-rivalry game. And how do you feel about Russ coming up this season? Well, we already lost a number of receiver injuries for a few of us here in I believe Tim Patrick also had another ACL. Yeah, I think it was Tim Patrick. The receiving core has kind of gone down. They traded away Albert O. Obviously, he wasn't didn't seem to be in the plans, but... They have Javante Williams, a great running back. Hopefully he comes back from his ACL tear last year. So the Broncos are a team that seems to be, if they want to go where they want to go, that's going to be on the back of their defense, off their pass rushers, off PS2, off their safeties. So bringing in an offensive-minded head coach like Sean Payton I think is a good idea because he can help the offense be better while the defense is already pretty good. Well, he's definitely been gone for a few years. I believe he's been an analyst yeah. for a network. Fox, I believe. Fox. So, so we'll see if he comes back. And he can kick butt, or he comes back and kind of falls on his butt. <laughs> so I do want to get your opinion on this. Who do you think is playing this division? This division. I was going to say the same thing. You know... It's the obvious pick, but it's got to be the right pick. The Chiefs win again. What do you think? Do you think we get an upset? I gotta say the Chiefs, but I will say I believe the Chargers are gonna be close. I think those Chiefs-Chargers games will come in handy. You know, if you know the Chargers can take two, two of the games, two out of two, obviously, but you know then they might be in contention if they can sneak a couple games away. But I think the Chiefs are still the favorite. They own the Raiders. That's two division wins easy for them. The Broncos haven't looked good, but who knows now. So I think we'll see. But 
I can see the Chargers definitely contending to be a wild card team this year. Yes. They didn't make a wild card last year. Blew a ferocious lead to the Jaguars. We'll get to that in a little bit also. But I would say the Chargers Chiefs game is definitely going to That will define that the division. Will, that will be a high offensive game, which is going to come, of course, for a shootout. And I do believe the Chiefs will be able to tie. So, from the AFC West, what's going to be the division? AFC North? Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of young talent there. You got a lot of old talent. There's there's a lot. I mean, the AFC North, you have two of the most established pass rushers in the NFL in Miles Garrett and TJ Watt. Always battle between the Browns and the Steelers when they come to town. And, you know, Kenny Pickett had a pretty good stretch of ball on the last back half of the season. But... Do you think we'll be able to transfer that success over? I mean, they did get some weapons back. They did get that really tall 6'8 tight end out of the draft. They still have George Pickens. They also can use that with the run here. Najee Harris coming back. Definitely a top. Good tight ends. Like you said, they drafted him, that player. And then Pat Fryermuth has been established as a pretty good tight end in the NFL. Tight ends are hard to come by, and he's a great safety valve. Najee does very well catching passes and blocking. Very physical guy. Maybe he wasn't the most efficient runner last year, but his presence was always known. So I think the Steelers could have a good shot at being good this year and obviously Mike Tomlin never finishes below 500. I don't think that's the case this year. I don't think they finish below 500, but I don't know if they come close to sniffing the, a division win this year. I would like to see that defense though with Joey Porter Jr. being added. There's a lot of young talent in Pittsburgh, and I think we just have to wait and see how it develops. I don't know if they're necessarily back in contention for the North Division title with the Ravens and the Bengals and possibly the Browns, but I think in a year or two, they'll be right back in it. In a year or two, I definitely want to say it's not a win now. It's definitely a development phase for Steelers. I would like to see TJ Watt play all 17 games this year, that definitely bolster up that defense, definitely have to have game plans on that defense if TJ Watt's there. Mm-hmm. If not, they're kind of a dumpster fire. Yeah, TJ Watt was the defense last year. Him and Cam Hayward were instrumental to that pass rush, so hopefully going forward they'll be able to keep TJ Watt healthy and have some good obviously defense. There's also Cameron Hayward is not going to be there for that much longer than his mm-hmm. mid-30s. That's the drop year for definitely everybody in the NFL. Especially D-tackle. Yeah. So next on I want to talk about the Browns. You know, their quarterback, Deshaun Watson. I would just like to say he had struggles playing last year when he did. And he didn't look like himself like he used to play. I don't know if he will be able to regain that form because he used to be a top five quarterback, but he looked like a bottom five quarterback when he played. And they spent a lot of money in picks to get him. So the Browns' success really relies on him. You know, and he's got a new weapon in Elijah Moore who we've seen him running the ball in preseason, catching some balls. He's got Amari Cooper, a very good wide receiver one. Njoku, another valid tight end, and one of the best running backs in the game behind him, Nick Chubb. 
I would say if I'm Nick Chubb, at least in a fantasy standpoint, he rushes for a lot of yards. I'm not really too much. He's kind of touchdown dependent, at least in fantasy. Other than that, he rushes for maybe 20 times a game, gets between 80 and 90 yards, which in the NFL that's pretty good. I would say that. So I mean, with Sean Watson, you can definitely hide behind that run game. That's what I've done that past game. A lot of play action is going to come out of the Browns, I feel like, this year, and should. And then, if you move to their defense, you got Miles Garrett, one of the best edge rushers since they picked him at 1-1. Same year as Jamal Adams. I remember that draft. But yeah, they also added Zadarius Smith from the Vikings, which I think is what they wanted Jadavion Clowney to be when they signed him. To somebody else to take pressure off Garrett because he's Miles Garrett. He's going to get his sacks, but if you have to dedicate two, three defenders to stopping him, or, I mean, offensive linemen and blockers, then Zedaria Smith is going to have a lot more one-on-ones that he can hopefully go win. I would also say with Miles Garrett, past four seasons, he had 10-plus sacks on four of those seasons. Very consistent, if on the field. I would have to look at this division. It's not really the tackle-heavy division, so that's Mm-hmm. I mean, the Steelers don't really have many good established tackles. The Ravens, I think they ch- Orlando Brown isn't there anymore. And Is Stanley on the Yeah, Stanley's there, but then again, you can just swap your defensive ends and have them go from the other side if you really want them to, and just have them shoot at the quarterback. And then the Bengals have spent a lot of money on that line, but it's not necessarily the best line. It's more serviceable. And then that brings me to the Ravens. Lamar got paid, right? Oh, I believe you should get paid. It's a lot of these quarterbacks are just passing. The thing about Lamar Jackson, which made him so popular as MVP here, was the rushing. Burns the single season, rushing record for a quarterback over Michael Vick. If you can do both, it definitely stretches out your game playing streak. I mean, they've got Lamar Jackson, who's a great rusher, not running back. They've got J.K. Dobbins, who's a great running back, when healthy. Um, They also have a new offensive coordinator. So it seems like they want to open up the passing attack a lot more with the Ravens because they went out and they drafted Zay Flowers and signed Odell to go with the second best, arguably, tight end in the league. So you got a lot of different passing options there now and a lot of different rushing options. So this offense will be very potent, I feel like, and not a lot of people are expecting that because they have so much talent everywhere on the field. Zay Flowers has looked very shifty and been good with the ball in his hands as a receiver. Odell Beckham Jr. is Odell Beckham Jr. You don't even have to speak on that. Well, that's also past Odell Beckham's crime. But, I mean... Also coming with an ACL injury. Yeah, but he's a year plus removed from that now, almost a year and a half, so he should be fully back, and he should be, hopefully, a good wide receiver, one or two for them. They also have Rashad Bateman. Devin Duvernay is a great speed threat. So that receiving core could shake out to be kind of deadly, and the Ravens' offense is one that I'm going to be focusing focusing on a lot. I think it's very serviceable. Also, previous few years when you only really had Hollywood Brown before they traded the Cardinals, 
definitely more depth. I feel that's also what Lamar Jackson was looking for. I think he'd also be very serviceable. I mean, they added depth, but they also added more talent than they've ever had in the receiving core lately. So it should be interesting to see. And then obviously that defense, they have Roquan Smith. They have that great D-line and all their linebackers. They have their great cornerbacks. Yeah, Marlon Humphreys. And then Kyle Hamilton coming back. So you know, Patrick Queen even, you know, middle linebacker. There's so many good pieces on the Ravens. I could see them making a push for the AFC title, but there's a th- the Ravens always drop a couple games here and there each year that always kind of push them out of contention and into a wild card spot rather than a division title spot. So it's a little bit iffy in the air. I mean, I like the Ravens, but with their new OC, can they avoid those trap games that where they always seem to lose? So last they were going to the Bengals. The reigning AFC North title holders. So Thor Burrow did have an injury in the preseason. It was pretty bad all for it. Kind of like an Achilles, upper back, leg injury. Didn't look so good. But he's back in practice. Got the good news, it was negative. He's back now. If you look at that video, that did not look like it'd be like a two, three, Everyone thought that that Burrow injury was going to be the end of their season again, and I don't like injuries. I'd rather see everyone healthy, playing their best football, and that would have been awful for the Bengals, but I'm glad he's healthy, and that really kind of just emphasized how much he means to that team. I mean, Joe Burrow, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, they have so many good, talented receivers on that team, and if you don't have anyone to throw the football to them, then they can't do it. Burrow's an uber-accurate quarterback, and he plays so well in that system that, honestly, there's only one or two other quarterbacks that I think could step in there and do what he does, just because he plays his way so well. And then you've got a good running back behind you in Mixon, who has had his issues off the field. I believe they're all cleaned up right now, but there's a lot of kind of tension there with Mixon, and he might be leaving soon after a year or two because he's kind of getting older and it's going to need another running back contract. So there's a lot of pressure on this offense. It kind of feels like a get-it-done kind of year. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a very interesting offseason. How is Mixon in the mix with that for trying to get a new contract? I'm going to say Kwan and Josh Jacobs and everybody in there. And then none of them are going to wind up getting paid. <laughs> and then they, they've got a good defense. They've got Trey Hendrickson, who ever since he's came over from the Saints to replace Carl Lawson, has done better than Lawson has in New York, especially with Lawson's injuries. You know, they have good cornerbacks. They have a lot of good, really good safeties, even though Jesse Bates left to the Falcons. But they have draft picks coming up to fill those slots. And I really think that there's a lot of talent, young talent on that defense. And it's not the best. There's definitely some holes, you know, at CB2 and 3. And some linebackers aren't the best. But I think that... The Bengals are going to be a team to watch this year, especially with that offense. I think I also want to add with that Trey Henderson little conversation. When, before he came over from New Orleans, he had a 10 plus season. Over free agency, very underrated pickup. I don't know why that wasn't talked much more, especially with the Pro Bowler that season. But 
You can see what it's done with the Bengals now, constant pressure alongside Sam Hubbard. That's a pretty good D-line. I would say with the lineback before, we kind of, I wouldn't say blew that season, but he blew that game that practically had the season touch of out of bounds with the roughing passer, and it much easier for the Chiefs kicker to make that field goal, and yeah, that was not good, not good chemistry at the end. I mean, I really thought Trey Hendrickson was more of a result of Cameron Johnson getting a lot of pressure, so he was able to get a lot of sacks, but he really showed who he is in Cincinnati and has really kind of taken over that D-line. So who do you think is going to win the North? I'm going to do kind of like what I did for the last division. I think it's going to go down to two teams, two the Ravens and Bengals. Ravens-Bengals games are always good. The Browns are always... They always kind of give you a close game or two. I feel like they might be able to edge out a couple games and be closer in the division standings than people think. And I think it will be a pretty tight race because the Steelers always play up to good teams and they always sometimes play down. But I think that the Bengals take the division this year over the Ravens. But mainly because I think the Ravens will beat the Bengals or do better than the, they might go 2-0 against the Bengals, but I could see them dropping a couple games that the Bengals might nece- not necessarily drop. I agree with that, too. I mean, I feel like it's just a two-team race. I really don't think the Steelers are experienced enough to really take over that division. I don't really see the Browns really that much. I kind of see a similar last season, kind of like splitting their wins and losses. I'm going to go with either the Ravens. The Ravens... I feel like the difference between the Ravens and the Bengals. The Bengals kind of have that same core. The Ravens would now have a new core on that offense. So we don't really know too much about that Ravens offense right now, except for on paper. On paper, it looks great. I feel like if you get more of a visual on the Bengals, I'd kind of give it to the Bengals just because of how they have that core kept. Mm-hmm. So now we move on to what many people refer to as the basement of the AFC, the AFC South, which you know, I think is going to have a very potent competition this year. I think the Jags are the runaway favorites right now, but the Titans always have a strong defense. Mike Vrabel, in my opinion, is one of the top four or five coaches in the NFL right now because he is always able to make that defense work. They didn't even have their top edge rusher last year and their defense was still very good and they're getting Derrick Henry back, like, hopefully full strength this season. <laughs> They've got two quarterback, second and third round quarterbacks now fighting it out behind Tannehill. Hopefully Malik Willis can show that he's better than what happened last year. You have Will Levis coming in. And the Titans, to me, just seem like a team that kind of, they embody that spirit of, we're here to play hard-nosed football. We're here to make you pay. And those teams, if they make the postseason, usually tend to play very well in the postseason. But am I saying the Titans are going to make a Super Bowl run here? No. But I think in a divisional race that, you know, could come down to a game or two between the Jags and the Titans, the Titans could make life hard for the Jags. So what team are going to start with now? Now I like the Colts. So they got a lot of controversy around the Colts. Jonathan Taylor said that he wanted a trade, then they denied his trade request. Then they said he could go find a trade, and then 
apparently with a Miami, they wanted Jalen Waddle plus more for Jonathan Taylor, and there's been a ton of stuff with him. Now, apparently, he's hurt and not able to play the first four games. So there's a lot of issues surrounding the Colts right now at running back, and they do have a good old line. I feel like they played worse than they normally did last season, but I feel like they'll take that step forward. Shaq, Le- Shaq Leonard, very good linebacker. They have a good defense. I feel like pretty underrated. But I think if you look a few years back, I thought the Colts were going to be a runner of favorites for the division for years to come. I mean, you look at their GM, Chris Ballard, he had a really bright bonds, bolstered that old line after Andrew Luck left. Look at it now, really kind of stone for their old line. That's how you could say how JT had a really good season. Honestly, though, it mainly comes down to Anthony Richardson, their draft pick this year, and that is what that team is going to come down to. And the definition of the athletic raw prospect, insane arm, and very fast, but is he the most accurate quarterback? No. Is he NFL ready? Who knows? But I think we'll be able to see that, and going forward, it's going to be very interesting to see how he plays. He's got very good deep threats in Alec Pierce. They have Michael Pittman Jr. Jelani Woods is a very athletic tight end. So, I think the Colts are going to use a, like heavy play action when Jonathan Taylor comes back, kind of. That's what the AFC South kind of is to me with the Titans and Colts. Run the ball a lot, and then take your play action shots. Make it easier for your quarterback. I mean, if you look at AR-15 in college, there wasn't really a remarkable stats. They kind of picked him up more for his athleticism. I would say that's kind of a big thing with AR, as you said. Huge speed, huge arm, the go-to Madden quarterback. You don't even know if JT's going to go back. That defense really interesting. Gilmore went to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Not really huge identity, my Shaq Leonard. That's going to be a team that's probably going to be building for the next two years. Definitely have AR-15 develop. Then we'll see if they can go to the playoffs in maybe two or three years. The Titans, I think, are saying before. Derrick Henry coming back, people saying he might have a huge season. What do you think about that? Hopefully he does, but I mean the Jags. The Jags are the team that is expected to run away with the division, and rightfully so. Had a great passing attack last year. Trevor Lawrence has taken that step forward. And then on top of that, they add the gambling man, Calvin Ridley. Made a kind of a risky trade for him last year, sent uh, a couple picks over, and had him sit on the bench. Obviously, he was suspended for the entire season this year, but adding him to that passing attack is going to be phenomenal, I believe. They, I've seen a few videos on X, not Twitter, of him running around his it's good, and then they have a good defense. Trayvon Walker, uber athletic end. They have Caleb on Chase on really hasn't lived up to his potential, but still another high draft pick. A lot of talent on those teams, and out of Syracuse, they have Andre Cisco at safety, to name a couple guys. But I don't think the defense is going to be amazing. I think they're going to be. A nice middle-of-the-road team, but I think the offense is really going to be what gets it done for the Jags, unlike their last playoff run, where it was mainly lent, uh, the defense, the Saxonville boys. I but, found the Jags really interesting, especially with the tight end position, Evan Ingram, who signed that contract extension. They kind of use him out, not really on the way as a traditional tight end. They kind of have him more as... A slot.
slot receiver. Exactly. Especially before when he was on the Giants, he wasn't really known for his blocking. He was more known for how fast he was at tight end. So the Jags kind of used that, kind of putting him outside, trying to have a linebacker lined up on him for a fast tight end. That's usually the tight end's going to win that. That's a really interesting all in the fact that all the receivers, Christian Kirk, who was Everyone thought that was an overpay, but he came and he showed he was a very good receiver last year. Had a thousand yard season and really showed out for them. So then you can also trace the could throw more than four thousand yards. Oh yeah. I mean he's only going to develop more, I feel like, this year, so plus a good down back in ETN, you know, guy he played college with you it's very good to have that chemistry right away with those two. And then you have Tank Dell, I believe, who they drafted late and has been a very good revelation for them on first and second downs. Tank Bixby. Tank Bixby, sorry. I'm thinking of the Texans receiver. But that offense seems like it could pack a punch this year. And then I would also have this closing remark that their coach Doug Pierce was saying that Etienne might go for more than 1,700 yards this season. But the issue is, is that I feel like that might be 800 rushing and 800 receiving, which that would be fun to watch. And then with Bigsby in the mix, you don't really know if he's going to go with that prediction. He looks really strong. I feel like with him, which I want to say before the other Pacheco, they both turn angry. You don't really see that too much with halfbacks. A lot of halfbacks go with elusiveness. They both run with power. Mm-hmm. I feel like you don't see that that much. So that's a very scary offense. And then that brings us to the Texans. Drafted C.J. Shroud, you know, how do you... He's looked pretty good. Had a couple hiccups in the preseason, but he's looked decent. And I feel like they don't really have that great weapons. I believe they have not great receivers and tight ends. But Damian Pierce, I feel like they're going to lean on the run game a lot this year. And the Texans are going to be, I feel like, a scrappy team. I think with their running game plus the development forward of their defense, it's very young piece, that they're going to be able to kind of stay in games rather than getting blown out. And every and anytime you are still in a game, it's scary. You never know what can happen. But I think Stingley is going to be great this year. I think he's going to take that step forward. Really, he has that second season develop a lot, and TJ Shroud hopefully makes some good decisions, makes some good throws, and just plays safe and keeps them in games. And then I also think they did sign Owen Schultz in the offseason, so that was Cowboys tie in. We had a pretty good season. So I forgot about that. TJ Shroud, you're not expecting the big going for a division, you're expecting a little flash from TJ Shroud. He just has to be steady. So who do you think's winning their division? The Jags. I think the Jags win the division, and I don't necessarily think anyone else in this division makes the playoffs unless some crazy revelation happens with the young quarterbacks on the other teams, but I don't see it. The Titans do also have DeAndre Hopkins, which we forgot to mention. So... I think that if any team really has a shot at dethroning the Jags, it's going to be the Titans, but I think those division games are going to be fun, and I will definitely be tuning in. Now, we're on to the NFC South. The Bucks. 
kind of reeling from that Super Bowl victory, which I'm sure they wouldn't trade for the world. Obviously, it's a Super Bowl victory, but Evans and Godwin are kind of getting older. They might be traded because the Bucks really aren't looking to contend this year. Baker versus Trask was a big camp battle. Baker wound up winning, but from all reports I really heard, it wasn't that great. You know, it wasn't like one option was clearly like really good. And then the defense, you have Vito Vea. Their edge rushers are getting a lot older. Levante Davids. Levante Davids getting older. That It just seems like a team that's aging very fast. And they kind of have to retool. So I could see the Bucks trading a lot of pieces away, like Evans and Godwin, to like a wide receiver needy team. I've heard a lot of rumors of Evans to the Jets, especially now since Corey Davis left. I don't know how much credit those have, but it's definitely there. The, the cards are on the table for that to happen. So with the Saints, we do have Winston and Carr. I feel like Carr is going to come out with this one, obviously. Winston did have that injury, I believe, last season. They were coming a decent season last year. We also did have the Devontae Adams, which no one on that Saints. You do have Chris Olave. You do have Chris Olave, Michael Thomas. Everyone talks, everyone kind of forgets about Thomas, but if he's on the field, I think he could do some things. I think the Saints are in my opinion, would be better suited with Winston if Winston really showed he developed, but I guess he hasn't. But if you have Winston throwing some great balls down the field and you get Michael Thomas and Chris Olave involved, plus their tight ends who have been very good this preseason, then I believe that the Saints, I think, could win this division. The Panthers, on the other hand, I'm not so sure about. They have a young offense, you know, good. They have Icky Aquanu at left tackle, who was, who was pretty good last year. Bryce Young, who they just drafted, but they don't really have that many weapons. They signed Miles Sanders and Adam Thielen, but... They also have DJ Chark as their second receiver. Yeah, DJ Chark, Hayden Hurst, a tight end. There really aren't that many offensive weapons for Young to work with, and you never really know how that's going to go. You want to put your quarterbacks in a position to succeed, and obviously if you're going and you're trading all that capital for Bryce Young, you think he's going to be good, but you can't be good if there's no one around you unless you think he can elevate that offense, which it seems like they will. And then with last year, especially, the Panthers had a very underrated defense. Frankie Louvu, after he left the Jets, played very well. They have Jeremy Chin, J.C. Horn. Brian Burns. Brian Burns. They have Shaq Thomas, who plays well, but he's aging. Derek Brown, both of defense. Oh, yeah. They have a lot of really good studs, but they have a lot of holes, I feel like. They have certain positions where they're very good, and like the number one guy is very good, like Derek Brown, but the second D tackle isn't great. You have Frankie Louvu and Brian Burns, which are pretty good edge rushers. Your linebackers are getting old and slow. You only have one good safety, I would say, and one really good corner, and you can just go away from them. J.C. Horner was a really young 
Yes. I mean, I feel like if they didn't have depth, they would have like a mentor as a CB2. I'm not really sure who that CB2 is. But JC Horn, who was in the 54 Patrick's Retainer. I do not remember. It was a couple of years ago now, but they were both playing elite right now, I would say. And then that brings us to the Falcons. Shocked the world, took Bijan Robinson in the first round of the draft, you know, trying to add offensive firepower behind their quarterbacks, who is Heineke, either Taylor Heineke or it seems like it's going to be Desmond Ritter. And, and he's got some legs, and they have Corderell Patterson as well, Tyler Algier, and Drake London. They've spent a lot of capital. The last three seasons, they've spent a first-round pick on a tight end, a wide receiver, and a running back. I would say with that halfback room, they do have three, Bijan, Corderell Patterson, and Algier. I feel like between those three, they're most likely out of Corderell Patterson. A little bit older. He was previously a special teams player. Yeah. First I can... out with the Falcons. He was the Bears. Yeah, I think he was also on the Bears, but you're the... not going to get much value from Cordell Patterson. No, but you could use him almost as like another receiver because of his skills there. And Algier is a good goal down goal line back. I don't know if you trade them, but. Kyle Pitts was an elite talent last year, tore his ACL halfway through the season, and wasn't really playing that well before that, and his rookie season. He played good for a tight end, but I think they were really looking for Pitts to explode onto the scene, and he necessarily hasn't put up those gaudy numbers that they wanted him to, but this could be the season he breaks out with a strong running game that can run some play actions, you know, rollouts to pits, have them work in space. And I think that Arthur Smith is a great coach for this. We saw him do it with the Titans, establish a strong run game, and then base your passing game off of that. But it remains to be seen how well their quarterbacks will play. Also, I was with Pitts. Not really huge presence in the red zone. That was his big struggle in his rookie year. Not maybe, he had very few touchdowns. Yes, he really hasn't scored that much. And he's a big guy, which the struggles seem kind of weird there, but I would like to see Pitts really come out on top. Now, this is a hard division to call because there's not a lot of talent and there's, every team's kind of equal. Who do you think is going to come out on top? I always have a case for the Falcons. I feel like the Falcons, you got to see overall what the quarterback's going to be. I don't, people, I don't think the Bucs are really going to do it. Mm-mm. Other than the Falcons, I would have to say the Saints. I, could, I think the Saints are the favorite right now to win the division, but it would come as no surprise to me if the Falcons made a push with their run game because running backs always come out of the draft well-developed. You don't really have to develop those people. So someone, a team like the Panthers are really going to have to kind of develop their quarterbacks and their talent. So they're a year or two away, I feel like, but... Falcons, it wouldn't surprise me if they break out. Pitts puts it together. Ritter plays better his second year. But the Saints are more of a veteran team, and they have that veteran defense. Guys like Mario Davis and people who've been around football and know how to get to the playoffs. You know, I'd say that Falcons even isn't that bad. 
No. AJ Terrell's very good. Signed uh, safety from the Bengals, Jesse Bates. There's a lot of talent on that defense, and they could break out, but the question marks QB play for them really make it hard for me. And then it goes to the NFC West. The Rams are still suffering from their Super Bowl hangover. Cup's getting old. Stafford's really getting old. And it just seems like the only real pieces on this team that are like certified stars is Cup, Stafford, and Donald. And it seems like Donald is carrying that defense on his back. No more Ramsey. And he's really just not much there. It feels like that entire defense is just going to be Aaron Donald. I mean, I would say what the GMs hit right after the Super Bowl for this is freaking picks. If you look two years later, look at it now, not really too much development on that team. No, but once again, they got a Super Bowl. I'm sure they'd love, I'm sure they're glad to have that Super Bowl. But look what happens a couple of years later, and you're in a very good division, and who knows what's going to happen. Uh, you could, I don't think it necessarily happens, but if the team's looking bad, maybe they trade Cup because he's getting older and might not be around for that next wave of talent coming through the organization. Stafford probably only has a year or two left, especially with his injuries, and if he gets hurt again, that might be it. So, so I'd also say, I think Aaron Donald's going to trade him. We're looking at the situation, he's not really benefiting from being on this team. I mean, he came back after that Super Bowl. He wanted to stay, and I don't believe he has much time left on that contract, so they could go ahead and trade him, but who knows? There's also retirement on the table. He's arguably one of the best defensive players of all time. Arguably one of the best. You could say he is the best. He does have the ring. What else really is able to prove another ring? Which I truly don't think he's going to get another ring. Unless he gets traded to a contender or tries to win MVP. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll be hard to do as a defensive tackle slash end. Then you have the Seahawks. They got good receivers. But how about Geno? Is Geno going to stay good again, or is he going to kind of be a one-year wonder? You have DK, Jackson Smith, Najigba, and Tyler Lockett. Great receivers on that team, but you, you make the quarterback's life easy, but... Will it help in the end? They have a great line they've put in time into with Charles Cross, especially last year, and they always seem to be solid. They always find like young running backs, but the question really seems to be that offensive line and that defensive, or the defensive line rather than the offensive line. The defense isn't that bad either. They got Julian Love in the offseason with a veteran presence. They also have Jamal Adams, who they got from the Jets a few years back. Thank you. They got some guys like Tariq Woolen, who made a case for Defensive Rookie of the Year, but will he be exposed this year? Because people could argue that a lot of his picks were because he was out of position and just has that length and speed to recover. Or will he be able to develop himself and become a much more refined cornerback? There's a lot of questions with the Seahawks about development, especially with the quarterback position, not necessarily developing, but staying and not regressing. And the Seahawks are a team that I could see honestly going and winning five games, or I could see them winning 10 games. And then- I would also say with the Seahawks, they definitely can go 4-0 against the Rams and the Cardinals, which the Cardinals are actually gonna come to right now with their rebuilding. Yeah. I mean, they might even go for the number one pick next year, depending on how the Texans do. They might have one and two, 
Butch DeCalister, yeah, Harrison Jr., and Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. would be a college football's best college football fans best thing to watch they'd be a Cardinals fan right away like you mentioned Kyler's out at least the first four games of the season which is big for them and they might have some questions about how Kyler's doing they might trade him away to a team they might get some picks back you know they're really in a rebuild this year they did a lot of big trades they were able to trade down in the draft and trade back up they shipped the number three pick to the Texans to get the number 12 pick along with 33 Houston's 2024 first round pick and a 2024 third rounder. Then the Lions were about to pick at six. They traded back up with the first round pick they got from the Texans and the second round and number 168. And they got back six and 81 where they took Paris Johnson, who is a mountain of man. I think he's going to be a very good left tackle for whoever plays quarterback for the Cardinals in the years to come. But who that is, they don't know. They've been, they're obviously in a big rebuild here, which leads me to believe guys like Isaiah Simmons was already shipped off for a seventh round pick, possibly Buda Baker. And there's a lot of people on that team that could be going. There's still a volume on that team. There's not a lot of weapons for the next person who comes in, so they might try to rebuild for that. And then that brings us to the Niners. The 49ers are the 49ers. We know what they are. Brock Purdy came in, Mr. Irrelevant, lit up the world, went 5-0 and his first five games, got hurt. They couldn't make the NFC Championship because they were on their fourth straight quarterback. Now they have Sam Darnold, who's outplayed Trey Lance, which necessitated a trade to the Cowboys. And they still have so many weapons like George Kittle, CMC, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. And that's just their offense. They also have Trent Williams in the line, who's been one of the best, if not the best, left tackle in the game for years now. And their defense, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, a lot of very underrated cornerbacks and safeties out there. And the rest of the D-line, they've just put so much draft capital in. And like the Jets, they rotate guys and make sure everyone gets their time so they're all fresh, just killing the passer. They also did get Devon Hargraves mm-hmm. over in free agency, which already bolsters the D-line even more from the Eagles. That's the 49 team to be. I would say Seahawks might still have some else, but... Mm-hmm. That's the 49ers. The 49ers are the team's being in that division. We'll come back to this later, but they might even go the entire way in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And then for the NFC North, how are you feeling about the Bears? Justin Fields, a very divisive quarterback. Some people think he's going to be awful. Some people think he's going to be great with his new weapons. I feel like... DJ Moore, he's going to make Justin Fields look more scary. If you look, they really only had Chase Claypool on that offense. I feel like they had DJ Moore, his pulsers are even more, has more of a passing game. Darnell Mooney, a good wide receiver too. And then Justin Fields was known for running. He also has a passing game, which dual threat is pretty good. 
And they did put a lot of time into that offensive line. Hopefully, Tevin Jenkins plays good this year. Darnell Wright, they drafted out of Tennessee. Another good tackle to hopefully keep fields upright. Went D-line in the second round. Roskin Johnson's looked very good as a running back. And they really tried to bolster that D-line, which was one of the worst last year. So I am excited to see how the Bears play, as well as the Packers. That's an interesting team. Moving on from Rodgers. You can, I mean, you saw this a few years back with Brett Farm and Aaron Rodgers passing the torch. I remember seeing kind of the same day, too. It was Aaron Rodgers getting traded a specific day, which made it kind of funny from far to Rodgers. Now, Rodgers is going up, who, in that year's draft, was very controversial, especially how they never really got that receiver, which they had a few receivers on that board, not quite sure it was, but quarterback in the first round. And, and then he hasn't necessarily played in a while. They got a lot of young pieces on their defense, lots of young linebackers and defensive linemen. You have Jair Alexander. I think the defense is going to take a step forward this season with all the young guys being better. But the, And you obviously have Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs. They can take another step forward. But the big piece to all of this is is love. He he has to come in and perform. I mean, they have good running backs behind him. He seems to have good receivers, so we'll see how he does. And then the Vikings, Kirk Cousins. Will he be able to replicate the Kirko chains of last year? He showed up and he showed out. He had one of his better seasons and they made the playoffs. Ultimately fell short, but Kirk Cousins to Justin Jefferson was a great connection last year. I mean, they did get rid of Adam Thielen and the Panthers. They did grab another receiver, which... Jordan Addison already had an incident with speeding, I believe, but hopefully Addison can take over Thielen's role as Thielen starts to age. K.J. Osborne is there. And hopefully the defense won't, will improve, we'll say, from last year. They weren't the best defense by any stretch of the word last year, and hopefully they'll be able to come out and be better because if that defense was better last year, they could have gone so much further. But they've lost Alvin Cook, Alexander Madison looking to take over that role. I, I find that kind of weird. I don't know why they would have worked Alvin Cook. I mean, if you kind of look at it from last season, that Madison did get a pretty decent amount of yards last year, which if they go um, down in control, he'd get more than 1,000 yards a season being that sole halfback on that team. But then again, now they can game plan for Madison and not Cook, so will he be able to take that step forward? And then the Lions drafted Jameer Gibbs in the first round, another running back. But they seem to want him to use him more as a wide receiver slash scat back. And then Jared Goff was great last year, had a lot of tight ends, you know, Jameson Williams suspended for the first eight games of the season due to gambling issues, Amon Ross St. Brown. They have a lot of talent on that offense, and it kind of relies on Jared Goff being as good as he was in the play-action game as they were last year, but... It's very interesting to see. I would say, since we have Dan Campbell, their new head coach, who's a lot of hard knocks, a lot, and Eric fell in love with, 
his sole focus on that team is why I think he got a halfback so early. He's trying to go for a scrappy team. Scrappy, I don't know what the specific word for it was, is he's trying to make a very strong offensive one and defensive one. Last year, He's going to take that next step forward. They traded away their first-round pick from a couple of years ago, Jeff Akuda, to the Falcons. But they've had a lot of cornerbacks step up in their place and safeties play well. And that defense is really mainly looking towards Hutch to develop, I feel like. If Hutch can take that next step forward and join that elite club of pass rushers, then that defense will be very scary. And speaking with that very scrappy... Team. They also did draft, I believe, a middle linebacker in the first No, they did not have They got that. Sam Laporta in the second, yes. I believe. But they they did draft an edge rusher, I believe. Was Lucas Van Ness to the Packers? Or... I think they got Zach Campbell. Is that the Packers? Excuse me. Lucas Van Ness played for the Packers. I believe it was Zach Campbell. Ew. Let me look right now. It was Jameer Gibbs first, and then their second pick was Jack Campbell, you were right, yeah. No linebacker coming from Iowa. Iowa, yeah. That's why I got Lucas Van Ness confused, those Iowa boys. But who do you think wins? We can easily eliminate the Packers. Mm-hmm. I think the Vikings can be the clear favorite. I think the Bears and the Lions are going to be a good play. That's a very interesting division. You can't necessarily rule out the Packers if Love really does play well, but I think my pick is going to be the Bears. They had a lot of good free agent pieces, picked up a lot of guys who know what winning football is like, and that can't be understated. Tremaine Edmonds coming over from the Bills, got another linebacker from the Eagles, I believe. I'm blanking on his name right now, but very well-respected team that defense could be if that D-line takes a step forward, but it's the Vikings division to lose at this point. Anyone could win, but it's the Vikings to lose. And then that brings us to the East teams. I feel like this is one of the most competitive divisions in football. You the reigning NFC champion Eagles, which you can't say that championship game should have been much better than it should have, but they did go with. They won it, and they that's all that matters. CMC is a quarterback. But I would say the NFC team, the Eagles, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. Amazing offensive line, amazing defensive line, great linebackers, great corners, great secondary. But will Jalen Hurts be able to put up another season of that great production? I really want to see why he would, how he would. He has the pieces there. He did look really good last season. His rookie year was kind of iffy. I would say they also was really dependent on A.J. Brown that first year. But they now have... DeAndre Swift. Um, Replacing Miles Sanders, and they got a lot of. Devontae Smith was second receiver. Yeah. That was who I was summoning on. Who is more of a rack receiver? You can go up and get it. He had blazing speed, the Heisman winner. It. This is a good team. The Eagles are the Eagles. They did get. Jalen Smith? Not Jalen Smith. The Georgia guy who had trouble. Yeah, at defensive tackle. So their line just gets better year after year after year. Then that brings us to the Cowboys. Me, personally, I'm not really that sold on the Cowboys this year. Dak threw a lot of picks last year. You know, maybe Lance comes in, hopefully plays good backup, and who knows what happens. Maybe he gets some starting time this year if Dak goes down. 
Pollard stepping in for that role, now taking over the whole running back role. But me personally, I don't know if he can hold it. I don't know if Tony Pollard will be able to step in and be that every down back. I think Deuce Vaughn, I think you're about to mention him, is a very good back, look very shifty. But doesn't matter if you're short, you can hide behind the offensive line, snake through, and then burst out. Well, that's what I was trying to get to was, if you look at previous years with Zeke and DeMarco Murray, they notoriously hid behind that line. They, well, they don't have who they had before. With, they had a center, I forgot his name, but he had Fredrickson. Yeah. No, not Fredrickson. Yes. I think so. He, he was a good corner. I mean, they always, the Cowboys always have a great old line, and hopefully they'll be able to repeat this year, even though, you know, they just had to pay to tackle a lot more. But Micah and Trayvon are supposed to anchor the defense this year. Trayvon Diggs, in my opinion, played better this year, or last year, than he did two years ago when he won an All-Pro. I'm and Michael Parsons is Michael Parsons. People seem to love him. I'll leave it at that. Is Marcus Lawrence still on the team? Marcus Lawrence is still there. Another great edge rusher. They also have Stephon Gilmore on that team. CB2. They have a lot of talent at a lot of places, but the Cowboys always seem to fall short. Then that brings us to the Commanders. Sam Howell has been my guy. I've been banging the table for Sam Howell everywhere I go. I keep telling people he's underrated and he's going to be good for them this year. Eric Bieniemy just went from the OC of the Chiefs to the Commanders to hopefully prove that it's not just Mahomes. I'm the guy too. But I think he helps Howell take that step forward. A lot of great wideouts. Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson was amazing last year before he got hurt. Terry McLaurin. You know, that offense could be potent. Gibson and Robinson. Gibson on third downs. Robinson running the ball. It just looks like a dang good team. I mean, then if you also look on defense, it was a little underwhelming and chased on the injury a decent bit. They probably have the Alabama defense. They were found defensive tackle. Deron Payne and other linemen are very good on the D-line. Montez Sweat, Chase Young. Good linebackers, good corners. That defense always plays better than the sum of its parts. He did grab a cornerback, Emmanuel Fords. You know his name? Um, he got out of Virginia Tech. Yeah. Got him in the middle of the first round, which we're actually come up with this in a little bit with the Giants, which if he was, I don't even think he was consensus number one cornerback. They also have, with the page, we're also going to take Christian Gonzalez. Forbes getting picked before Gonzalez. We know Gonzalez. We'll get to that. But that's going to be an interesting team, also. And that's where the Giants. Yeah. I got this one. This is all my, my <laughs> favorite team. We did beat the Vikings last year. We held JJ 42 passing yards in that playoff game. The United was really good coming off from that Vikings game, also. Isabelman's really special to watch, especially coming from Brian Dayball. With that Giants, they're trying to use him more as an option quarterback, definitely going for the QB draws. Time to time, which they've seen, they ran three straight times in that playoff game. He also have Wink in that defense, Wink Marindo, especially known for that blitzing offense, which you'll see a lot. They did get um, Banks, 
I did in that first round. They were trying to go for that main quarterback, which would fit their scheme. Very good um, team going with a lot of very high positions that they got a rookie deal with Thibs, Audrey, Evan Neal, and Andrew Thomas, which they did sign Andrew Thomas. That team's looking really good, especially that wide receiver core. Not really huge physical guys. They make an Isaiah Hodgins look like a premier wide receiver in those playoffs. Made a really rookie, very great third down catch. They also got Jalen Hyatt and even Waller, which they got practically trading nothing. The Chiefs. Exactly. And who do you think's going to win? The Eagles will be. I'm going to be kind of biased on Sue Jones for a second in the wild card. I really don't see the Cowboys going too much. The Commanders, I feel, will do good. They're definitely going off next season. My, I can't tell you who's going to win, but I'll tell you who's going to come in last, and it's going to be the Cowboys this year. That's my hot take. I think the Commanders step up. I think they outplay the Cowboys, and I think there's going to be an interesting division to watch, which brings us to the AFC East, the last division here, the Patriots. Cut both of their quarterbacks, landed them both on the practice squad, but... Mac Jones, the first one on the roster right now. They fully believe in Mac Jones, and can Belichick pull out some more of his magic? Hopefully up that defense. There's been a lot of comparison about how Tom Brady basically made Bill Belichick's career, but what you did tell me the other day, I'm going to give you your credit where credit's due. He did about one of the best defensive players of all time in OT. You also have to look at those Super Bowl teams, the Patriots, heavy defense. defense. With Chandler Jones, they also had Gerard Mayo, as they made as a linebacker. They also had Darrell Rivas on that team. Developed him, even though he had rocked. He, he, he was better than he was with the Jets last year. And they have some offensive weapons. Hunter Henry, Mike Kosicki, Juju Smith-Schuster just came over. And they're not amazing, they're not world beaters, but the Patriots are the, one of those teams that always seem to find a way. They always seem to find a way into the playoff hunt if they're not in, or they're just always a nuisance. So a lot of people are underrating them, but they're just good. And then I would also say that they get Kristen Gonzalez very middle yes. first round, just handed to their lap. One of the most athletic cornerbacks coming from the draft. Which they were saying the the Raiders might have taken around eight. Is that nineteen, I believe? Yeah, I mean a big fast guy like him, Belichick is the perfect coach to mold him. And then you have the Dolphins. Two hopefully he can stay healthy. I really want him to stay healthy and not have to deal with that kind of trauma that he suffered through last year. But without him, that offense is nothing. So that is really what the Dolphins come down to in my mind. You know, they're trying to protect him with Teron Armstead, but that old line isn't the greatest throughout the entire line. You have Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, two of the fastest guys in the league, and they killed defenses last year, but... I feel like that entire scheme is for if Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle was down there somewhere. Or if they're there, or they're there short and they make everyone miss. You they know? also have their halfback Mostert, who was 
fast. Very fast. Devon Chain, another really fast running back. Their whole offense is offensive motto in my eyes is just speed kills, and it's true. And then their defense, Bradley Chubb, they traded for, underperformed a little bit in Miami while he was there. I think he takes another big step back. You know, you have Jalen Phillips, who they drafted in the first round a couple of years ago, and he's been developing very quietly. I think he's due for a breakout year. Jerome Baker is a solid middle linebacker option. They traded for Jalen Ramsey. They have Xavier Howard. They have very good safeties. That's a very good defense, and I can't forget Christian Wilkins on the interior, but I feel like there's some games, you know, Ramsey's still out for a while where they could get exposed early on, but I think as the season goes on, they're just going to get better and better. But the thing with the Dolphins is they're sort of the their division, which is the favorite. The Bills are the favorite, and honestly, close. I'd pick the Bills, as a Jets fan, I'd pick the Bills to win the division right now, but we'll get to that. So with the Bills, Josh Allen, notoriously good quarterback, but he can't seem to make it to the far levels of the playoffs. Always seems to lose in the first or second round. Will he be able to overcome that this year? Who knows, but they're making a change of running back. James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother, who now Dalvin plays for the Jets, you know, is going to be their running back. James Cook seems like a very good guy with his hands and more of a receiver. James, James Cook kind of came up in the RB1. Yeah. I believe Dennis Military went to the Texans. Yes. So James Cook set up brother of Dalvin Cook, who did get released. I don't know the Jets on the rival, but I did see James Cook play. He looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then your defense, miss, missing a lot of pieces. Tremaine Edmonds is a crucial, great young linebacker, and he went over to the Bears, and Von Miller's out the first four games, and he's getting older. You know, the defense could be very good. You still have Trem- Trey White and Kyrie Elam, but... You also have Ed Oliver at secondary with really good Micah High, Jordan Pryor, which there's... Micah High's getting a little bit older. They also have Trayvon White. Yeah, Trey White, I mentioned, but that defense is scary. And then it brings to the off-season hype train, the Jets. Featured on Hard Knocks, got Aaron Rodgers and all of his friends, Cobb, Lazard, even he wanted Cook. You know, they really seem to be Super Bowl or bust. Garrett Wilson looking to take another huge step forward from where he somehow got a 1,000 yards last year. I can't even believe it. Now he's going to have Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball to him. There's been a lot of offensive line struggles throughout camp, people have been saying, but Makai Becton, finally back. Love to see him when he's on the field. An amazing athlete at tackle. Fast, strong. He just bullies people. But he's finally back from injury. He's lost a lot of weight and looks amazing. And he just won the starting right tackle job. Elijah Vera Tucker, you know, is going to be right guard or left guard. You have Lakin Tomlinson, who we signed and didn't perform great, but hopefully he can take that step forward. We drafted Joe Titman, and we have Connor McGovern. I don't know if Titman will start right away, but that's a very good developmental center. You know, another right across the road, John Michael Schmitz was a great pick for the Giants, and then at left tackle, Dwayne Brown. 
you know, hurt himself as well, but just a stable presence there. You know what he's going to give you. It's not going to be anything world-beating, but he's a solid left tackle. And then that defense is the key piece. Will McDonald, Jermaine Johnson, Carl Lawson, Quinnen Williams, Michael Clemens. The list goes on. Bryce Hoff. I, I can sit here and name their D-line all day. It's so good and versatile, and they rotate so many guys in. Plus, Sauce Gardner, defensive rookie of the year. DJ Reed played really well. Michael Carter's a top slot guy. Linebacker, they have C.J. Mosley, but they have issues there. You know, besides C.J. Mosley, who's going to step up? And safety was kind of a question mark because they traded for Chuck Clark. Chuck Clark tears his ACL in training camp. Tony Adams has stepped up in a big way in camp, but you still have Whitehead, Adrian Amos. There's still some questions there, but... So, I would say, no bias answers. Who's winning that division? The Bills. Mm-hmm. I don't believe the Jets are going to win the division until they can overcome the Patriots. And maybe they do it, maybe they don't, but... That was always their worst issue, and if you're losing two games a year to the Patriots, but you can beat the Bills, it doesn't really matter, because those two games hurt a lot, you know? I think the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills, I think at least two of those teams, if not three, will all make the playoffs, and will make for some good games there, but... I think the Bills win the division with a Miami or a Jet wildcard berth, you know, in that third spot possibly going to the loser of the AFC North. You know, I could see the Chargers missing. I could see the Broncos missing. But the AFC seems very stacked this year, and the NFC, not so. So let's do a little quick playoffs. So I'm going to start. I'm just going to name this really fast. Do I love the AFC West guy to choose? Right, Chargers, I would say, could be close to how good that offense is. AFC North, we did agree. Bengals, Ravens. I feel like Ravens would at least make the wild card. Bengals might win it all. AFC South, got the Jags. I don't really see anyone on all these teams who has the Jags making the playoffs and not winning the wild card. Then I would go NFC South. got to go Falcons. Maybe this, or the Saints, and then one of the other flip with the division leader in the wild card. NFC West, 49ers clearly, Seahawks can make the playoffs, you don't see the Cardinals or the Ravens, they're just rebuilding. NFC North, that's an interesting division, you can see maybe one or two wildcard teams from there, but only in the NFC East, we think the Vikings are going to win. You can easily see the Lions or the Bears making the playoffs, the Packers can make a little push between the NFC East, interesting division. Eagles, we think clearly, Cowboys or Giants. Could make a little wild card. One of the commanders could make a little push with their own. That's a very interesting division. We would say at least we can go consensus. Eagles are number one. We can go split with two with Giants Cowboys. Or maybe that's like a three-way second place right there. Last year go the AFC East. We gotta go to the Bills. We can use the Jets or the Dolphins running off. Or I don't see the Pages going on. The Pages can get some easy little sneaky wins here and there. But I think they're probably gonna go Bills, Dolphins, Jets, both second. Yeah, I'm going to say this. I'm not here to pick a bracket or choose a winner. I will say football is a great sport. Football playoffs are single elimination, some of the best sport you will see out there, in my opinion. 
but I believe whoever makes it this year, there will be a good bracket on both sides, and it will be very interesting. I think there won't be a lot of big, you know, like 16-win teams. I think a lot of teams will be close this year, so there's going to be a lot of close races, and I think the Dragon's Den podcast will have some Super Bowl insight after the Super Bowl. I think we're waiting for the season to start, and... That just about wraps it up. Anything to close out? Super Bowl predictions, very early Super Bowl predictions. Keep in mind on lock for now. You can share yours. I'll share mine. I think very I think 49ers, NFC, AFC, Ghost Chiefs, I'm already sure. I have this is hot take. I think the 49ers are gonna win it all. Yeah. That's just me. If Brock Purdy shows up and shows out, you never know. Alright. That's the Dragon's Den Podcast, signing off.